Hello? It is me, Madeline Davies of Jezebel.com, inviting you back to Dirtcast. Who else am I with? You're with Bobby Finger, also of Jezebel.com. I'm also inviting you back to Dirtcast. Wow. You're double invited, which mm-hmm. means you have to come. And as you said in our first take, is our there first was take no of first this take. In our first take of this intro, we messed up. No, um, we get it. We nailed it. We you mentioned that it's the beginning of spring. It has sprung. Mm-hmm. Um, which I am happy to say. Boing, 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 boing. I also said it has sprung, which I don't know what that means, but it's fine. We're gonna let it, it has ride. sprung. It's um, like a new tense. Yeah. How are you, Bobby? I'm good. What'd you do? What what'd you what have you been up to? My weekend was good. Lay it on. I me. got another cat. <gasps> it's a very cute cat. Doesn't have a name yet. Working TBD. on it. TBD. Very sweet. Yes. What about you? How was your weekend? It was pretty good. I went to Sheepshead Bay to a little clam shack. Oh. And ate a full lobster for the first time in a restaurant. I've never done that either, you know. Yeah, it's never messy. I ruined a shirt that was new. But really ruined? No. But covered in butter? No, I just had to like do some stain removal because... They give you a bib. Like, I had yeah. a bib. The waitress tied it on me. So the bib isn't a joke. The bib is... The bib is real. I feel like such a, a little peasant because I've never had a lobster. Well, this place was not fancy, but mm. the food was good. How long... Like, what else was in the in the meal? Lobster? Well, so it was lobster on linguine with the spicy red sauce. Oh, and then... The spicy red sauce. Mussels. Clams. Shrimp. All in the same dish. Mm-hmm. And then... Because I don't think we were expecting it to be that huge. We also got chicken parmesan. Oh, my God. Also, this one was on spaghetti. Oh, my the God. Spaghetti. Oh, and my God. calamari with the spicy red sauce that was killer. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's a place. It's called, like, Randazzo's. It's, um, and it's in Sheepshead Bay. Yeah. And it's, for, it's, it's a long way away. Like, you go so far out in New York City where there's, like, houses and lawns. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, port like, houses with porches. Yeah, and space. That's cool. You know what else we did this weekend? Listeners, we watched the finale of Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. And Without, we're not, not going to spoil yeah. anything because we don't know where you're at in yeah. your binge cycle. Maybe you, like our producer, was pretty lazy about the whole thing. Yeah. We were pretty lazy about the whole thing and chose not to watch. Yeah, maybe um, you, maybe heard... you don't want to be a part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, maybe you... because it's uh, you know, it's very like counterculture. Mm-hmm. You're gonna watch something else, and you're gonna wait. Well, we're gonna be nice to you, even though you don't deserve it, and no. not spoil what happened. But we will say, we were very satisfied by yes. the ending. Co- wow, complete. Yeah, complete, total satisfaction. Yes, this ended so well. So well. I mean, down to, like, the final shot of it. Yes, it was so beautifully shot. And in an interview with, I think, Vulture, could have been the New York Times, but I think it was Vulture, the uh, director for all seven episodes was asked, well, you know, I'm sure, you know, the fans are clamoring for a second season. What do you think? And he was like, absolutely not. Never. The story's done. That would be stupid. That was definitely Vulture. Never, 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 never. Like, it was just the most definitive no you could ever hear, which is so nice. Also, it was based on a book, and that's how apparently the book ends. So, you don't need anything else. Let it lies. Let it lies. Uh, (laughs) It was just supremely satisfying. And everyone was so good in it. Mm. Like, watching, like, Reese and Nicole and Laura Dern just like, 
I don't know. I've been describing it to people as um, Real Housewives of Monterey with murder. (laughs) And I feel like it lived up to that. It's so good. Which leads nicely into our guest for the day, who is an expert on all things Housewives. We have Mariah Smith who works at Bravo and is going to be here to talk to us about that. I mean, it's like eating candy in a bubble bath while getting drunk to the perfect level. Also, you probably know her from Keeping Up With The Continuity Errors. Mm -hmm. She works for Watch What Happens Live, and she's a brilliant mind. Right. She's a real insider. She knows what she's talking about. Yes. So we're going from the fictional wives of, of Big Little Lies. I guess you have to call them more than wives. It's the husbands who are the secondary characters. Oh, yeah. For once. And not all of them are wives. No, that's Jane's so not a wife. Jane's not a wife. They're women. They're I, people. They're people. That's what they are. Wow. Yeah, I just got schooled they're by Bobby. They're people, Maddie. Dang. They're complicated people. Right. They're fully complex individuals <laughs> who are beyond gender and um, any box I could put them in. Yes. Good um, thing you noticed that, Maddie. As I have always felt, and I feel like this show proved it. I think Alexander Skarsgård is a very compelling actor Mm -hmm. in that he has no problem taking roles where he is awful. Awful. Which is just, I don't know, I think it would be really easy for someone who looks like him to just sort of coast on like leading man roles. And he Mm -hmm. does that a little bit like he did Tarzan or whatever. Yeah. But he also like picks these roles that are like nothing redeemable. And I don't even mean that in like a Finally, like an unlikable character way, mm-hmm. but just he picks these roles that are just, I don't know. Where he's like a true villain, like a very realistic villain. Yeah. Like it's not a comical villain. It's like someone who m- makes you scared. You're not coming <laughs> out of this like, oh, he's an antihero. Yeah. Or like, oh, you know, like he was fun to watch. Like yeah. you hate him. You hate him. When he when he enters a scene, you're like, I don't want to look at the television. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which you should want to look at him because he's incredible. But (laughs) it's like you don't want to. Mm -hmm. And he's he's excellent. Everyone's great in it. Yeah. Even uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley's so good in it. Who I was a little because whenever you match when you match when it's you've you've got all these very uh, award winning veteran veteran actresses and then you've got Zoe Kravitz and Shailene Woodley and you're like well. How are they going to compare? And they, they they compared. They did it. They kept up their end. Yeah. They all worked together as a team and they were all great. Um, and the finale was just what I wanted. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Sisters are doing it for themselves. I'm so glad it ended with that song. <laughs> it didn't end with that song. Yeah. <laughs> did it? Um, maybe it did. I'm not going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. So, Maddie, what's the dirtiest dirt of the week? So this week, our dirtiest dirt isn't that dirty. It's not dirty. Um, it's pretty clean Some dirt. of it's a little bit obvious. It's more like sand. Exfoliating. Yeah, like beach. Mm-hmm. Like we're on a beach. Right. You got to rinse it off, but it yeah. also is like kind of nice for your skin. Yeah, it feels nice. Liza Minnelli. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with this. Is moving in with a gay pianist. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Can you believe it? I can. Yes, so it can I. It seems perfect. This story was uh, broke by our friend of the show, friend Rob the show. Shooter. Our first ever guest, yes. Rob Shooter, who broke the news that Liza Minnelli has moved across the country 
allegedly, to move in with a man named Michael Feinstein. And he's a gay, out, married to a man, piano player in L.A. And Liza was like, you know what? I'm single. I love life. And this sounds fun. Yeah. And so she did it. She's in her 70s. And she's having the time of her life. One could assume. Can I just... All right. So let's say you had no knowledge of, like, and no actual knowledge of where Liza Minnelli was living or mm-hmm. who she was living with. <laughs> God, and I one day, I was just like, Bobby, what do you think Liza's living situation is? Would you s- describe exactly this? I think, I think I would describe exactly this, but in New York. I think I would say... Really? Well, she's probably living with... Uh, a gay pianist in somewhere, the Carlisle. somewhere in the Carlisle. Yeah, I think exactly that's what I would say. Uh, yeah. But the only thing that threw me for a loop here was the for, was the LA because I associate her with New York. Sure, she's such a she's such an icon. Yeah, you think she's like living in the living in the sewers underneath, you know, like the Broadhurst Theater. Like she's living in the <laughs> she's sewers. The Phantom of the Opera. In, like, like, in the Phantom <laughs> of the Opera, but it's. She's just Liza. It's like, yeah. oh, the Liza Minnelli. Yeah. The, the Liza Li- Minnelli of Broadway. The Liza there she of is. the Liza with a yeah. Z. <laughs> uh, and she's moving in with this guy. And it seems like Rob in the video brings up the fact that she was married to a man who later came out as gay. And that she was married to a man who was rumored to be gay but never actually came out. But this doesn't seem like she's in love with him. This doesn't seem like a romantic thing at all. This just right. seems like... I'm moving with my friend. Right. My friend asked if I wanted to live with him, and I said, that sounds fun. Yeah, like, I would like to go somewhere where the weather is not constantly shitty. I'm yeah. getting older. And you know. she has a lot of space. Also, she's will, she will be adored. Yes. Wouldn't you want to live in a place where everyone loves you? Yeah. And where if, I you do. <laughs> ever have, if you ever have the desire to sing certain tracks from cabaret to an audience you will always have an audience and you will always have a man willing to play the piano for you i mean that's what i do is (laughs) i line up all of my dolls Mm -hmm. and i just sing maybe this time Love it every time. They say Your you dolls. are so good. At this. What kind of dolls do you have? What kind of dolls? Porcelain mostly, <laughs> and some Madame Alexander. Um, yeah, they're just they're beautiful items. Some precious moments. I I love that. Even for it's a win win because even for the gay men, it's crazy and wild and wonderful to me that their roommate is the daughter of Judy Garland (laughs) because of the term, are you a friend of Dorothy? Meaning like, are you gay? Are you a friend of Dorothy? And it's like, we're a friend of her daughter and she lives with us. Like that's how much of a friend of Dorothy we are. Like her daughter lives in our spare bedroom and eats kitchen at our counter. I remember (laughs) once going to, when I was in high school, we, my friends and I went to protest the Westboro Baptist Church mm-hmm. while they were I'm, – I'm from Madison, Wisconsin, which is a very uh, gay-friendly city. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were there doing the dumb shit that they always do. And it was great because one of our local officials, Mark Pocan, who I believe is a congressman now, um, he's out. And he had a very funny speech where he was like, hey, Fred, you're not in Kansas anymore. And then there was a beat and he goes – and believe me, this crowd knows Judy Garland. <laughs> and it was very funny. That's very good. Uh, I also, do you think like if Liza was your roommate, you would get mad at her for like never wearing pants? Like put on some pants. 
She's always just wearing fishnets. It would, it would, it would be charming at first, and then you'd be like, "This is getting weird." Right? She literally never wears pants. She never wears pants. I'm always going to think about the Kristen Wiig sketch about Liza Minnelli turns off a lamp, and it's like circa 1985 because it's the opening night of Cats, and it's like she's just been invited to the opening night of Cats, but like she's trying to leave. And now Liza Minnelli tries to turn off a lamp. Well, hold on. I got to turn off this lamp. And you've never seen this? No. It's so, and it's just like, she does all these like, like, like Bob Fosse moves to like the lamp and she like can't turn off the lamp. It's so, and it's like three minutes of Kristen Wiig just doing Kristen Wiig to the max. Yes. Clearly doing a character that I can, she's like, um, loving. I can see it with having not seen it. It's a lot of like approaching a lamp and going like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but oh that's God. that's will always be tied to Liza. With yeah. Me. But I think also she probably have a lot of, I bet she's really dirty. And I don't know why. There's a, but like she's a mess in the bathroom. You know? Yeah, I could see that. I could see her just kind of being a mess. Or like in the kitchen, like she leaves her dishes out. I could see her being like a hoarder. I could see that too. She would probably have a lot of weird idiosyncrasies that you just swallow. You yeah, just they've been with. like so ingrained in her over her like long, long <laughs> showbiz career. Yeah. Like born into it. Yes. What else is is dirty this week? Again, not super dirty. What else is sandy? This is completely near wheelhouse, which is that Nancy Myers made a joke about. You know what? You explain this. <sighs> Nancy Myers Instagrammed a photo taken clearly from the driver's seat of her car, and it was a photo of the side of a a truck for a furniture company. It was either a truck for a furniture company or a truck that had an ad for a furniture company on the side, so it stands to reason it's for the furniture company itself. But it was sort of a a nice, expensive-looking kitchen. I didn't personally find it a beautiful kitchen. It just looked very expensive. Mm-hmm. Expensive-looking cabinets, like quartz countertops. I'm using language that I remember from House Hunters episodes that Great. I watched recently. I think it's. I think that's um, wonderful. Like double ovens. Look very modern, contemporary. A very Nancy Myers yes. kitchen. Yes, and Nancy Myers took a photo of this truck, Instagrammed it, and added a caption that said, "I was so distracted by this kitchen that I almost got into a car accident." But, like, fortunately, I didn't, basically. Yeah. And so we wrote about it on Jezebel. People wrote about it. I feel like Us Weekly did, too. And it was – every headline was very similar. Uh, Something like, Nancy Myers almost got into a car accident because she was distracted by a beautiful kitchen, which is so – if you know Nancy Myers' movies – She's very into interior design, specifically kitchens. Yeah. Um, There's, like, a lot of uh, women in, like, white sweaters (laughs) drinking wine in a beautiful... In a beautiful kitchen. Yeah, like a subway tile. And very, like, usually open concept. Mm. So the kitchen leads into the living room so that people can go in and out of the kitchen and bring... um, A very good example of this, and one that I think anyone familiar with Nancy Myers movies would easily recognize and call out, is that in It's Complicated, one of the major... Subplots is that Meryl Streep's character is getting her house redone by an architect played by Steve Martin. And her big issue with her kitchen, which is 
objectively beautiful already. <laughs> like it's a, as a, as an existing kitchen, it's gorgeous. To use a hideous hashtag, it's kitchen goals, right? It's beautiful. <laughs> but it's not good enough for Meryl Streep's character. And she's like, as you can see, like, this is my fucking kitchen. Uh, like, we need to redo this. And she needs another oven. And so one of the main things is she needs more space because she needs a second oven. I'm finally getting a real kitchen with four walls and a place to put everything I want. You actually understood what I wanted. So it's just funny to see. And she sort of has reluctantly begun leaning into the fact that people have recognized her love for kitchens. And when her last movie, The Intern, came out, there was an interview with her in, I believe, New York Magazine. And she brought it up and she was like, I was annoyed by it at first that people kept bringing up my kitchens thing. But you know what? It's it's the truth. Right. And she's obsessed with interior design. She loves reading books about interior design and kitchens. And she's like, you know, I always make mood boards whenever I'm preparing something. And it's just something I do. Great. I'm glad people picked up on it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So now she's leaning into it even more. This happens. It gets the coverage. Then she says everyone didn't understand that it was just a joke. She was already stopped. She took the photo. There was never the threat of an accident. She was not putting anyone in harm's way. And she had to, like, clarify this, which I think is really funny. I like, also, I, when, I saw, when I saw the gram, I thought it was a joke. I assumed it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assumed it was a joke, too. But I could see her. Almost getting in a yeah. car crash. Mm-hmm. And you also Or maybe have, just, even if it's quick, like, oop. Right. A little, like, like double, uh, yeah. to break a little fast. Where you, where you say, oh, I almost got into a wreck, but it really right. would have been like, oh, yeah. I almost maybe tapped the curb or something. Right. You also have, like, a very long history with Nancy Meyers' Instagram. I love Nancy Meyers' Instagram. And she knows it. And she knows it. Am I, am I going to share this anecdote? I would love it. I used to, when Nancy Meyers first got on Instagram, I used to comment on them all the time. Very lovingly. Yes. Also very enthusiastically. Perhaps some might call it a little unhinged of me <laughs> in the way I commented on her Instagram. No, no one ever would do and that. And by... A wonderful sequence of events. I found myself at the premiere party for the movie The Intern. And I saw Nancy talking to people because everyone was talking to Nancy. At of this course. Time. And in my dreams, I hoped I could talk to her, but knew I could never approach because who am I? Nobody. That's who. I mean, you're somebody. And so my friend introduced me to her assistant. And when I said my name, the assistant was like, you're Bobby Finger? They recognized my name from the Instagram comments. And I was like, yeah, what does that mean? It's also both so exciting and so embarrassing. And horrifying. And just absolutely, I mean, tail between my legs, just so embarrassing. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah. And then she turns to Nancy and she goes, Nancy, this is Bobby Finger. And she was like, oh, I need to talk to you. (gasps) And then was like finishing talking to someone else. And I'm horrified. And they recognized the Instagram. They We talked about Instagram, me and the assistant, and then Nancy was talking to people. And then I talked to her for a while. And then she's like, oh, I I know I know your name. I see you comment on the Instagram all the time. I don't. I blacked out. I don't remember what we said. It was 30 seconds of she recognized it. She thought it was funny. I shook her hand. She was not mad. Right. It was just, uh, I guess, when she first started Instagram, there were so few followers that you noticed the comments. Sure. Um, and you also have, like, a name that stands out. Yeah, and it's the name. It's the name, too. They thought it was a fake name. Which every single person who, when I tell you, when I say that I work with you, is like, is that his pen name? They say, I've, I hear that all the time. Yeah. When I meet people, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, it's weird. But um, <laughs> but I 
It's not. It's let's it's, make that uh, very clear. He was, was born a finger. And I he'll was die born, a finger. I was born a finger, uh, which is, by the way, a German surname. Ah, finger. 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 Apparently. Oh, finger. It's a softer. Uh, I guess G. that would be French. What I just finger. Or finger. Fing, finger. And it means in German, the word finger means finger. <laughs> That's true. It's true. But I. But anyway, meeting Nancy Myers was one of the best parts of my life. It's it's a dumb story. Nothing really happened. It's it was a just she recognized my insane? name from Instagram. I think it's so cute. Uh, and it was very sweet, and it made me it made me feel nice. Yes, uh, like her movies. Uh, yeah. And it was a very superficial conversation. That's it. We just talked about Instagram and I was like, I have to run away. But I, that is one of the reasons I was obsessed with the story because I, I've, I've liked watching her grow from, oh God, why is this one of my things? It's yeah. just something I adore. Why does it have to be my, you know, a top level character trait? But I think she understands that it's fun. Yeah. It's Kitchens, like, it's harmless. Yeah, it's like people love it as much as she does. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not cruel. And it's a compliment. Yeah. The you remember, you remember cruel, I mean. her movies. In large part because of the the homes. Yes. Anyway, what's your favorite Nancy Myers movie? I you hate them. I don't think I've ever seen a Nancy Myers. You've movie. never seen any of them. No, I seen. She did the Holiday, right? She's the Holiday. Yeah. I did, the, and I, I, hate, I really holiday. hated it. I don't. That's my least favorite Nancy Myers movie. What is your favorite Nancy Myers movie? Which I think is more interesting because uh, I trap. feel woefully the Parent Trap is my. Favorite oh, one. nice. Yeah. The Parent Trap, and um, it's complicated. I also yeah. I have I have a very soft spot for Baby Boom. Um, Baby Boom is up there, maybe to, maybe also in the top three. But I but Parent Trap is very the special. Parents to me. in Parent Trap are Natasha Richardson mm, and uh, Dennis Quaid and Dennis Quaid and Lindsay Lohan in two roles. The, Lin- the Lindsay Lohan, her best role, her first yeah, and she best was role. Great. Well, your eyes are much closer together than mine. Your ears, well, don't worry, you'll grow into them. <laughs> your teeth are a little crooked. Oh, <laughs> and that nose. Well, don't worry, dear, those things can be fixed. We'll meet a decker for you. Hold on, I'm not quite finished yet. She was a great child imagine, actor, imagine, which is probably what slowly destroyed imagine her. Imagine peaking at 11. <laughs> Isn't that just one of the saddest things yeah. to think about? I'm really glad that it, when I was 11, I literally looked like Jonathan Taylor Thomas <laughs> and that I like had a blonde boy cut, a bowl cut. And just was like wearing bike shorts all the time. Uh, speaking of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, when I was 11, probably when I was younger, my older siblings, because I'm the youngest, uh, had a very, they weren't, they weren't mean to me. I did not get bullied by my older siblings. I had a pretty, pretty good, all things considered, relationship with my brother and sister. They're great. But they had one thing that they did to me that was antagonistic and, I mean, was bullying. Um, but it, looking back at it, it's so stupid and funny, but it hit a nerve and I don't really understand why, but they knew it hit a nerve and that's why they did it. So Jonathan Taylor Thomas, are you familiar with the show Home Improvement? Yes. There was the older one. He was like the asshole. Yeah. The rebel. Then there was Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the middle, the the good son. Yeah. And then there was the younger one. Yes. And his character's name was Mark. And he was a little twerp. Twerp. Yes. A twerp. And my brother and sister, and I don't know why it started, they started calling me Mark Boy. <laughs> Mark Boy. Mark Boy. Oh, Mark Boy is upset about something. And it was like, so, and it, <laughs> and it like really made me upset. And I think they recognized that. So that was a very long term. I mean, to this day, occasionally they'll call me Mark Boy. Yeah. 
but it was that's so, really bad. That is one of those things that's mm. like really mean in a way that like your parents probably wouldn't recognize <laughs> yeah. as being mean. Oh, Mark boy. And it's also funny to like think of it now because you are like so you're so tall. And to like imagine like you being like the twerpy little brother is mm-hmm. very weird. Like yeah. Bobby is like, t- what's what are you clocking in at? Seven, seven feet? Seven, six. I'm seven, seven six. six. Yeah, wow. I'm seven, six. Yeah. I'm like six, five. Are you really six, five? My driver's license says six, four. I think I'm like six, four and a half. Damn. Me too. I think in shoes, I think in shoes, I'm probably six, five. In boots, in boots. Sure. In my boots, without boots on. In I your stomping boots. Your stomping boots, my, my winter boots. But this is yeah. very Bobby-centric in a way that no, we I don't love have it. to keep. Again, I um, just it's just very funny to think of you being like a little shrimp. I was a little shrimp. I once read, I remember like a People exclusive or something with the youngest brother on uh, Home Improvement. Oh, he had a very fraught uh, uh, home life. Well, and then he ended up getting married to a much older woman when he was like 18. Oh. And that was like, that was what the story was about. was like, you know, that. like me and my wife. And it was like an exclusive, like with him and his much older wife. Oh, um, I remember his thing. His parents were assholes. Yeah. And they like tried to, or successfully took and squandered all of the money he made on home improvement. I think that's the story. But I think that's sort of tale as old as time when it comes yeah. to shitty. Well, that's also why that law in the 30s was created. The Coogan Law which was named after um, Jackie Coogan, who was a child actor who got just, like, completely taken for a ride by his parents. Mm -hmm. He ended up suing them in 1939, and that's sort of, like, is supposed to protect kids. The Coogan Law is supposed to protect kids from being exploited financially by their parents, but it doesn't always work out that way. As we've seen in um, Gary Coleman, sort of, very famously, as in something that was talked about on VH1 all the time when yeah. I was growing up. A lot of tr- a lot of like yeah. behind the music, yeah. but like behind the different strokes. Gary Coleman on different strokes. His parents sort of took him for a ride and he lost basically everything. Or like more recently, like Ariel Winter. Oh, yeah. She, she had to get emancipated. Uh, yeah, she got emancipated from her mom because mm-hmm. she felt like her mom was exploiting her financially. Mm-hmm. And I get worried about uh, Stranger Things's. Things uh, is very iconic character yes. of Eleven, Millie Bobby Brown, based on very little. Right. Just, you know, Sometimes you get a vibe. You get a vibe whenever the, the parents seem very invested in making them do Too as much as possible. Involved. They're involved in a way that's like, I need to make sure my kid is doing as much as possible all the time. And I, I, I love it. I'm living for it. That's a little little scary. I've told you that my brother was in like a really successful punk band when he was like eight. You've never <laughs> told me anything about this, so please share. <laughs> so my older brother was How can in, you be punk when you're eight? They tried. <laughs> um, my older brother was the drummer for a band called Old Skull, which had this like weird moment in the late 80s. Okay. They had a video on MTV. They were interviewed by Kurt Loder uh, at like what? Central Park Boathouse, like <laughs> over ice cream Sunday. What? We caught one of their shows recently, then bribed them with some ice cream to get the rest of their admittedly brief story. And here it is. Some people think it's neat because these kids are smart enough to know, and some grown-ups don't know about the AIDS academic and, you know, homelessness and everything. And we want to spread the word out, you know, that, yeah. you know, beware, you know. Their hit was called Homeless. Homeless 
Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my God, I'm on their Wikipedia. Yeah, they were. Um, the Wikipedia has a lot of errors in it, as my mom would always points out. Oh, my God. Um, they were on Current Affair. Oh, Current Affair. Very 80s. Yeah, interviewed on that show. But it was interesting because they, like, got a lot of attention really early. Mm-hmm. And they were two eight-year-olds and a seven-year-old. And my mom and dad were very, like, taken aback by all of this, where it was just, like, it kind of came out of nowhere. And her thing was always just, like, look, when you're done with this, like, you're done with this. Like, if this is not fun for you, we're not (laughs) doing it anymore. And then eventually one day he was just, like, I I don't want to. I want to be a third grader. And so they just, like, he just quit and went back to being in school. This is an unbelievable paragraph that I'm just going to read. As I've heard from you just now, this may or may not be true. Sure, but go but for it. it's an excellent paragraph involving <laughs> your brother. <laughs> After the release of Get Out of School, one of their albums, Jesse Collins Davies left the band yep. and was replaced by 12-year-old Graham Lindsay. After two years of playing drums with the band, Lindsay was given a one-month punishment by his parents, which ultimately led to the band breaking up. <laughs> the band broke up well because one be of the true. kids got grounded? Yeah. That's not very punk. Yeah. But then it's like... Punks keep going. The other, two, the other two brothers did not... Their parents kind of made them keep going for too oh, long. Oh, yikes. It did, not, it did not end great. Was your brother part of the uh, 2005 reunion? No. He was not. <laughs> wow, this is wild. This is a very interesting fun fact about you, Matt. Yeah. This album art is astounding. It's yeah, it's what crazy. a relic. What a relic. Get out of school. And he has a mohawk. Oh my god. Yeah. The tallest Which one's your one brother? My brother, this one. Okay. They look like major uh, punks. Yeah, that picture taken outside of my elementary school. <laughs> Troublemakers. Those <laughs> kids. Those are troublemakers. Yes. And 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 song makers. It was just like, it's a really weird insight into like how that scene really like chews kids up yeah. and spits them out. Where mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, like it's like people who like get puppies and then when they're like done being puppies, they're like, go to the shelter. We don't want yeah. like a, we don't want a dog. We you know? hate this thing. Um, it's so much like that. Where it's like I think they had this weird moment where they were kind of like a novelty. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was really into them. And like, you know, they were getting all this like adult access that like my parents really had to look, protect my brother from. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They played with guar. <laughs> um, and so they like were getting all of this like weird Jeez. stuff and like getting a lot of praise and a lot of like really, I don't know, just like too much. Uh-huh. And then very suddenly it was gone. And so it's like if you – aren't protecting your kid from that, it's yeah. going to really fuck them up because yeah. it's going to be like, oh, I had everything. And now I have. And now I have nothing. Yeah. And so this is what I'm like tie value to for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. But yeah, I Which don't know. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. So I'm glad my mom was just like, uh, Jesse, you can just go to school. That's fine. Sounds like sounds like you had a good mom. Yeah. I mean, she's still alive. Can't wait. No, I know. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I you mentioned that your mom, I'm going to probably meet your mom this week. I'm excited. Yeah, my mom Can is I say coming. Hi? <laughs> Can I say hi? Yeah, she's lovely. I'll bring up I'll bring up old skull. And my brother is lovely too. Oh. So well, let's keep this about the mother. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
So joining us in the studio today, we have the research associate producer for Watch What Happens Live, Mariah Smith. Our fave. Hi. Our fave. Who you might know from on the internet, mm-hmm. on her Twitter. Mm-hmm. Her excellent how, Twitter. How, how, Mariah, M. Mariah. Yeah, on Twitter. M-R-I-A-H. Mariah without the first And name. also her iconic series column, Keeping Up with the Continuity Errors, in which mm-hmm. she plows through every single episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and shows all of the inconsistencies um, and figures out the timelines of how the show was shot and like what doesn't quite line up to what they're saying. Yeah. And it's you like, like true... You, you, it's tackle like, it like a, a Sherlock Holmes. Like, like you're. Thank you. It's like Carrie Matheson level research. Right. Like, Absolutely. Like it's 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 pretty impressive. Picture you like at home with like a corkboard with pins <laughs> and strings connecting <laughs> everywhere. Not not dissimilar to what I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I want to preface this by saying I don't really keep up with Bravo shows. I dabble. I watch Watch What Happens Live. I love that. But as for like the Housewife shows, the Vanderpump Rules shows, all the other shows, I don't keep up with them. As opposed to the other people in this room, yeah. Madeline absolutely does mm-hmm. as a fan. And Mariah, it's her job to keep up <laughs> So uh, th- I think that should just be, you know, out in the open. I think, thank you for being brave. I, I, I live that. life based on the teachings of Sarah Bareilles. So oh, I'm always good. trying to be thank brave. You. Thank oh, you. thank you. That's a copyright issue. So, um, yeah. So t- this week is very big for Bravo in that we have Beverly Hills finale. Did Dorit do coke in the bathroom? Oh, God. We have the Vanderpump Rules reunion part one of three. Mm -hmm. one. The thing is, Vanderpump Rules is my favorite show on television. (laughs) It is so good. (laughs) So there's never enough content with them. Like, I could sit and watch them literally watch paint dry and I would be And shook. sometimes you do. <laughs> you do. Sometimes you do. There was a and big argument with, just that was Britney painting the Jackson Britney painting, painting the apartment. The apartment. There yeah. was a this is real. Yeah. yeah, this is real. Um and okay. I I was also riveted. It's really just I'm I there's nothing I don't think that could ever live up to Vanderpump rules because it is so authentic. And these people are so much so themselves that no matter how long the show's on, they could be 90 doing the show, (laughs) and it would still be iconic. Yeah, Jax is almost 40. Jax is almost, he's reaching the midpoint of his life. Yes. (laughs) And like, I mean, and that's if he's lucky. Oh, God. I just feel like the things he's he's put his heart heart through and face through. Breast surgery. Yes, he's Jax. Oh. This is Jax surgery. Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He does Not the other many, <laughs> many, uh, whatever the bodybuilders do. You he, know, yeah, he like the takes protein, steroids, steroids and that all that. Thing. HGH. He's gotten his nose done yes, three times. Multiple times. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and he just treats his body like it's uh, a trash bin. Yeah. So, <laughs> do all of these people still work at Pump or Sir? Uh, so no one works at Pump. Okay. Uh, Idiot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> get it, I'm, get it I'm right. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, a I'm few. Mariah, of them, I'm so sorry. I know. But. Thank you so. I'm, I'm embarrassed for you, but thank you, <laughs> thank you for the apology. I don't know what the exact ratio is. Like a few of them still work there. Stassi yeah. and Kristen do not. Lala, mm. who I guess is no longer on the show, does not. Neither does James. Yeah, mm. Schwartz never. And Schwartz has. never has. So it's only Katie, Sheena, Jax, Sandoval, Ariana. Yeah, which is a, a lot a good of people. A of people, yeah. When I went there, Brittany was was working. Really? Yeah. When did you go? I went last summer. It was wow. a dream come true. I will say, I've never had worse food or service. I haven't. I, see, I've gone a couple of times and I've only had the drinks. Um, yeah. 
they somehow fucked those up too. They are very sugary, very sugary. When when I see people, I feel like I've never been to Sir, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of Again. people who have been to Sir. It's really funny to me to see everyone take the selfie in the bathroom mirror yes. yeah. because yes. it looks like that place is falling apart. It is it actually is. falling yeah. apart? It looks like a dump. It's like <laughs> everything is. It's almost like it's made of paper where if you touch it too yeah. hard, you have to be very gentle. It could all come crumbling down. Which is like true for all those people. Very true. The first time I went, I took my entire family. So it was my parents and my two sisters. And we could only sit in the lounge area. And they were, I will never forget the look on my parents' faces when they were like, yeah, okay, have a seat in our little lounge area. They were literally, literally like Ottomans they were using as chairs that were maybe 10 inches off the ground. <laughs> so my parents had to— like. Crouch their poor bodies all the way down while drinking pumptinis. And I forced everyone to order. Is a pumptini just like vodka and like a cup of sugar? It's just like cranberry. Yeah. It's just like it's a like vodka, vodka cranberry. cranberry with like a sugar rim and something to make it a little bit more pink. Yeah, like cherry juice or mm-hmm. something. Oh my God. Grenadine, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. N- no real cherries Mm-mm. involved in it. None whatsoever. Um. <laughs> Don't pick a fresh cherry for that. I found like Sir looks like the gaudiest section of Pure One. Pure mm. One. In that it's like a lot of like beaded chandeliers, um, a lot yeah. of like wrought iron twisted into like Baroque shapes, you know. Mm-hmm. With also that lighting that you find in wedding receptions. You know, like, everything's lit in a purple or pink yeah. light. Yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. That is just not a good look for anyone, least of all— Like, from underneath, too. Underneath, yeah. 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 And it's very dark. Even in <laughs> high noon, it's pitch black inside. It's like, it reminds <laughs> me of when, when you walk around certain <laughs> neighborhoods and you go at night, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, when things are lit at night, you're like, oh, this is a cool-looking place. And you go yeah. there in the day, and you're like, oh, this is a trash pile. Yes. yes. And that's Sir, I guess. yeah. Except for I don't think it ever looks nice. It looks <laughs> nice, like, nice. on certain times on television. Like yeah. with te- I think it's built basically to be a TV set. I really way. do, because the second time I went, I went to the the patio area where it was, which I've only seen on the show a few times, where everything is in white. So there are mm-hmm. white covers over the chairs. All the tablecloths are white. I would say they're meant to be white. They weren't white when no, you were there. They were just <laughs> a little dingy. That's where we You sat. know, yeah. it's like someone who slept on their white sheets a little too long and hadn't put <laughs> oh, yeah. a touch of bleach on it in years. Yeah. Uh, oh. looked, smelled clean. But what I will say is Pump is gorgeous. I haven't been. I've only been to it's Sir. stunning. Stunning, stunning, stunning. <laughs> Well, she brought I in those olive my, trees. She brought, I mean, my breath was taken away when she, I walked she, in. Lisa Vanderpump had 100-year-old olive trees shipped to Beverly Hills. Because she won't like From Italy? Or from somewhere? I think maybe. It was maybe just from, like, yeah. Pasadena. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so Pump is, so pump is, then, pump is like, better food. Is it more expensive? It, pump is, is like, it, um, I don't know. If it's, like, so, so she Villa says, Blanca. yeah. <laughs> Villa Blanca is where you take your wife. Sir is where you take your mistress. And I would say I pump is where you take, take your, your boyfriend. Call boy. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're like a senator who is like fucking a young man, you would take him <laughs> to the pump. You know? Okay. It's, Keep that in I mind, senators it. listening to the podcast. Yeah. Take the boy you're fucking to pump. Yes. The waiters at pump also are all very attractive. Yes. Okay. And they all are very tight. Very tight. Polos. Every um the gentleman who's serving us. Very, very tight, but short sleeve button up that was pretty much unbuttoned to the navel. <laughs> yeah. But it looked like it was painted on. It's very like a Peter move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All um, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's uh, on the show. He's the manager of Sir. And I think he really is the manager. I don't think he's... Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's not really going anywhere. I did a deep dive into his Twitter the other day because I really don't think he gets enough shine on the show. And he also runs... I didn't realize... I don't know why I didn't put this together... This magazine, I've heard the name, it starts with an A, but Vicky has been on the cover. Lisa, of course, has been on the cover. I think it's like Amore or something. Yeah. But he is, that's his passion project. And it's so... You mean directing isn't his passion project? I know. I'm saying, yeah, I, <laughs> he's a man of many talents. Yeah, he's a renaissance man. But I just feel so bad because clearly no one knows what this magazine is. And if they gave him the chance to promote it on the show, maybe. Right. It would go somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You know, magazines are, are still very hot. They're always flying off the shelves. Yeah, people, people love, love you magazines. You know that hard copy? Um, people love. You can't get their hands off a good hard copy of a magazine. <laughs> when we, so our, my sir experience was, um, I ordered the spaghetti because I was like, that is the thing that is impossible to fuck up. It's mm. impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it was just spaghetti with tomato sauce. That was it. It was just like all liquid. It was basically just like noodles, like just like soaking in like tomato broth with like oh my two God, chunks my of tomato. <laughs> I know. And then we ordered the spicy margarita and the guy brought it back and they weren't spicy. They were just normal margaritas. And so we told him when we got when we flagged him back 20 minutes later, we told him these aren't spicy margaritas. Yeah. And his response was, so you want new ones? <laughs> And they played Sheena, one of the cast members. They played. They played uh, good, good as gold. gold in 2016. Yeah, is I think this, more than once. Is this a concept? Is this a themed restaurant? Like, are are <laughs> are they told to make the experience such a nightmare that it becomes sort I, of notorious for being a train wreck? I've always treated it as it's it's Bravo Disney World and that it's like yeah. you are not going you're going to overspend mm-hmm. hopefully take a picture with some characters mm-hmm. you know that that's type 100% of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you're willing to maybe wait in a line or mm-hmm. make like you Disney you buy your tickets a month before you know you're going to LA yeah. Yeah. sir you make the reservation yes. that's sort of how it works okay that is yeah I mean and that whole little area is really Lisa's yeah. camp because Pump is a stone's throw I almost <laughs> passed out when I walked past the alley for the first time yes so there's an alley behind uh, Sir where a lot of the drama a lot of the fights happen chairs stacked up on one another I, I, a so rickety this, table this cast seems like the type of cast who would have most of their fights in an alley yeah, yeah. They, so, like, they all live sense. there in their cars basically <laughs> if they have them yeah but. if they have them <laughs> I think my favorite thing about Vanderpump Rules is it's really freeing to watch a show where I root for no one. Wow. Yeah. In that it's sort of just like, I don't have to like put any work into this. It's just like, you guys it's are all. It's just pure enjoyment. And like, you guys are enjoying tearing each other apart. So there's not like the guilt that comes with that. I'm like, well, my, what I realize, every season I get scared that the thrill will be gone. Mm. But this season I realized the reason I know that this show could go on forever is because they all have a history, like pre-existing conditions with one another. Yes. (laughs) And because Sandoval especially truly cares about all of these people, especially Schwartz, especially Jax, and like their well-being. If that never goes away, they could be millionaires they could be they on top. Be. They won't. Be. I mean, <laughs> no. I'm saying what could be. They could do anything, but they have such a deep care, and they want everyone to be successful. Because, like, if Stassi's successful, that means Ariana is successful. And even though they hate each other, it works yeah. out well for both of them. Um, Ariana mm-hmm. is very woke. 
Okay. Um, on the last episode, she was like, mm-hmm. look, I am a heterosexual, white, cis-gendered woman. woman. I know I'm lucky. And, like, all of, like, you could just see, like, Jax just, like, trying to figure, figure out what all, all of these words, words meant, especially yeah. strung together. She could have been speaking Latin. Yeah, <laughs> and she recently on Twitter accused Stassi of being racist because she was like, oh my she's God. like, you're, you're redeemable, like, you're racist. And, like, linked to an oh, no, they didn't blog. I have something to say about this. Oh, my God. And I won't say much, but... So on Stasi's podcast, she said some questionable things about <laughs> La La Land and Moonlight. Ariana, after Unwatch What Happens, um, a viewer asked if she and Stasi were still friends, and Ariana looked to the camera and said no. Stasi, who didn't get the feed of the show because they're on, on the West Coast, started tweeting and was like, "Someone wake me up when you find out why Ariana is mad." So Ariana tweets this: "Oh no, you! Oh no, they did an article." On Stasi's podcast, the following week, when she was trying to explain away what she said and mm-hmm. referenced the article that Sheena posted, or that, uh, what's her name, Ariana posted, the thing that got me the most upset is Stasi goes, and then she linked to a live journal article. And I'm like, don't pretend you don't know what, oh, no, they didn't is. <laughs> right. Like, you obviously know what that is. You, it's not just some random live journal. Right. Kristen's like, don't you need a login for that anyway? It's oh like, my no, God. you guys know what this is. I've seen you post things from this site before. And basically all she, she said something. It was basically like, why do people have to make everything about race? Like, that was her mm-hmm. thing. Okay. And with the, one of the summer house cast members. Yeah, Stephen just, McGee. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the way the show exists outside like the boundaries of yeah. the television like of television yeah. like you're you're following everything mm-hmm. it seems like this sort of happens with housewives but not to this extent is that true yeah i think so because these kids actually hang out when they're not filming okay. some of yeah. the housewives don't really see one another okay it seems like it really behooves bravo to mm-hmm. have people gossiping about these people to have people interested in their lives beyond the shows so i'm wondering and you've done like you've done bitch sesh you've done yeah. some podcasts where you've gotten to talk about these things do they encourage you to go out and talk about it do they like it when you're dishing on these people because it's definitely like gets people more excited sounds yeah it sounds like it's good for business at least from where i stand sometimes you can't you don't know cuz you get so lost in it if they're as famous as you think they are right but I think they're a lot of the housewives and pump rules kids are legitimately famous. So yeah, if, even if you don't watch the show, you sort of know what they're talking. You know what's going on mm-hmm. in the realm, or you know what's going on in the world. So I guess everyone's in that way talking about them, and I'm just part of that conversation. Right, it's just all about that makes the, any sense. Everyone's just got to dish it up, and we're yeah. just all going to eat it. Yeah, like it's a <laughs> smorgasbord of disgusting, <laughs> uh, shallow people who I love so much. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at Maddie. Maddie has some questions in our document. And Mm -hmm. the one that I'm very intrigued, this is, again, Maddie's question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it because I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm (laughs) so excited to know the answer to this. Why are the Vanderpump Rules cast members so broke? (laughs) They're so broke. I didn't realize that that shouldn't, you would assume that, they're on a successful show mm-hmm. for years. They should have 
a little bit of money, right? And I'll say some some of the backstory is like this season, Tom and Katie, the dreaded Katie Maloney, mm. got married and decided to get a prenup. And yeah. it, both of them had under $4,000 in their saving accounts. And then later, Sheena, who's in the midst of a divorce, talks about uh, not having a prenup and how Shay st- her ex-husband Shay stole $7,000. Which is a lot of money to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't have seven thousand yeah. dollars in my saving account, right. but I'm not on a hit TV show. With these people, my theory is that I just don't think they're investing their money well. Okay, mm. that just, is the baseline of it. So, because like, they move a lot, also. Okay. Oh yeah, and they, they lease huh. cars all the time. Like, I don't live in LA. I've never leased or attempted to buy a car. But from my understanding, like, you shouldn't be doing that every few months. <laughs> No. <laughs> I, I think that that's sort of what's going on. It's like there's just a misuse of money. Because imagine if I if I came into $10,000 at the end of the week, I'd have a whole new wardrobe and no home. Right. <laughs> like, like that's, and it's just how a 20-something would spend right, a good chunk in, of like, money. Wearing a crown. Exactly. It's like, oh, I bought a chunk of gold and I <laughs> sold all of my assets just because. Right. And that's um, it. So I guess they're just... Idiots. Their stupidity yeah. informs everything. And like okay. the housewives, even if because I don't know what the um their salaries are as they compare to housewives, but these are also grown women who have some more and like they started fairly wealthy at mm-hmm. least to become a housewife. So they know how to better invest their money and yeah. make better use of it. So I really think that it's just sort of an unfair comparison when you look at Someone with new money versus someone with old money. Right. And the housewives, like, came in with yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so mean, that's, like, spending cash. This is their job, you know. Right. Okay. After Vanderpump, what's your favorite Bravo show? I would say simply because I am, to my grave, a diehard Yolanda Hadid fan. Wow. Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills. Oh, my even God. Even though she's not on it. But Real Housewives of New York is, whew, that is some good TV. Also, New York premieres this week, and oh New York is my— Yeah, yeah that's yours. Oh okay. I honestly think that it's art. It's so <sighs> good. It's there so good. There was this, like, two-episode stretch last season that took place at, at uh, Dorinda's house in the Berkshires. I just rewatched that no less than a week ago. <laughs> I was trying to explain it to one of the men I work with who— Ooh. I know. <laughs> already bad idea. <laughs> um— Who's just like an older dad, mm-hmm. and I was trying to explain it. And I was like, I was like, you can roll your eyes all you want, but this Berkshire's arc, I was like, it's Chekhov. It's it the is time stamps at the bottom. Oh, oh god! It's like showing the time as like they're getting into this crazy fight, and it's just like it's still like six p.m. and they're all just blotto. When um, Luann is on the porch talking to Jules, and Jules is like, my dad might be dying. And Luann is like, can you believe she said that about my hair? It's yeah. so amazing. Honestly, there's more problems in life. Like, my dad is dying, and I'm not even there. And he's has pneumonia, and he doesn't sound right. And, like, that was it's awful so what she just said to me. And I, I mean, I'm so tired of it. It's, it's, she's it, it attacks you. I mean, what did I do to her? Nothing. Nothing. All right, Luann, sick dad, you're a slut. All right, I'll talk to you about being a whore. It was just one of those things where I was like, it's very like introduce a gun in the first act and it has to go off in the third. Yeah, where it's yeah. like there was just a lot of like, oh my God, I'm just waiting for this thing. Like I know that this 
explosion is going to happen. And then they deliver. They de- the how the New York Housewives deliver every time. All the time. I mean, it's like eating candy in a bubble bath while getting drunk to the perfect level. Yes. <laughs> That's a great way of putting <laughs> and it. And listening to your favorite song on a loop. It is euphoric. Scary Island. I think I almost broke my couch. I had to fling myself across the room on it. It was... It just... There's like... And there are these moments that unlike any other season or any other franchise, I think that they... They just know how to go at one another where it seems genuine, Mm -hmm. but they can still recover. And like Sonya Mm. Morgan, I mean, she is the best person on TV uh, by far. I got to meet her a while ago, and it was one of those things where she's a a lunatic. (laughs) Um, She is Sonya on TV and in person. But she's always always on, and she also just like, it was just for like a Facebook Live or something, and she just was like, yeah, Dorinda does do drugs and love, like she just was dishing dirt on these women and they weren't even shooting the season. Oh she just God. was like, this is when I went to go see her yeah. in the off-Broadway play. Uh, sex oh, tips. Yeah, sex, sex tips yes. for the gay for straight woman from a gay man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um and I went to the press preview. Mm. <laughs> it was How was she? I didn't get to see her in that. I mean, she was Sonia. Okay. Sonia with a sexy J all the way. Oh, yeah, because her name has a J in it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. Lynn calls her what? Sonia? Sonia. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if you have noticed from the inside, just in the past year and a half, the fandom surrounding these shows kind of growing, maybe out of control in certain cases, um, but just like with Bitch Sesh and with um, a lot of Facebook groups. and Yes. Uh, I was a part of the Bitch Sesh Facebook group. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> I was not on Facebook the day it Imploded. disbanded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it was all in good fun. Like, it started out, I guess, summer of 2016. Maybe a few thousand people. Grew to, what, 10, 15,000 people within, like, a month. Yeah, I think I was in it in the first week or so. Yeah, and, like, people were accusing um, Housewives and Bravo Labs of having moles in the group. They were sending information that the group was posting to, like, Bethany or Kyle and saying, like, we we have to kick them out, we have to find the moles, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and the big thing was it's being a safe space. So it's a safe space for oh you to God. talk freely about these people. And a few of us, um, like, were fa- on Watch What Happens, the beauty of our staff is that we're genuine fans of mm-hmm. the show and we're fans before we worked on Watch What Happens and all, all of the Bravo shows. So we had been listening to Bitch Sesh and were in the group. And I remember they kicked out someone who was um, a Bravo employee or something. And we're, like, oh. not technically Bravo, Bravo employees. but Right. They, and we were like, oh, God, we can't really <laughs> – we can't show ourselves. <laughs> um, but I remember when it became the Thunder – when it was Bitch Sesh and then the Thunderdome – which were like the vigilantes, I guess. Who so people who got the, kicked out of bitch mm-hmm. sesh started or who wanted to be a little bit too uh, hardcore. Someone yeah. who would release a housewife's social security number, if you will. I'm not saying they oh have, God. but that type of person who's okay. like, they grab on to some information, they have to share it no matter what it is. Okay. Right. And they believe in like being as mean as you mean possibly as you can. Possibly can. Because they think they're like, they put themselves on TV. They deserve everything. Okay. Yeah. So one episode when Kelly Dodd was on, Orange County. She was on the Real Housewives of Orange County. 
she, someone called into the show, and, like, we vet the callers. Like, when they call in live, like, we just make sure that they're good to go on air. Like, we get their question. Mm-hmm. This person, I guess in, like, the Thunderdome or Bitch Sesh, they got her phone number and wanted, and saw these text messages that had something. I can't even remember what it had to do with, but they just started, like, berating her I on remember. air. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. And we were all like, what is going on? How do you, um, where does your current relationship with Vicky stand now that she did not to send you in the bus because had she known about your affair with Frank, she would have blasted you to the world. Uh, don't, Ned didn't have an affair with Frank. We can call Frank. Uh, I don't know where you're alluding to. You're learning the texts that you got from some whack job. Thank you, Tamara and Shannon. I got a million texts from you guys. It's okay. I like, I just, I couldn't believe what I was saying because I'm not really a Facebook group person and other people were telling me, telling me that what was going on is sort of a trend in Facebook groups or mommy groups or political groups. And I'm like, that, I don't want to be a part of anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Anything. It it was so bizarre. And people were getting into fights. People were getting kicked out. On You would just see my favorite things. Like, you'd see people comment, and then their just whole profile thing was gray because the admin oh had kicked them out of the group. God. I know. I remember in, like, maybe the first month or so of the— Bitch Sesh. And just to clarify, Bitch Sesh is an Earwolf podcast yes. um, hosted by Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider. And it's mm-hmm. all about the Real Housewives. And it's very fun mm-hmm. for fans. Um, and they had a Facebook group. Well, a fan made the Facebook okay. group. Yeah. But it became like. I remember, like, yeah, in the first week or so, Kyle Richards joined. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was a thing from yeah. the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it was like a thing where, like, we have to kick her out. And so Kyle Richards got kicked out of the Facebook group. Which, I don't know. To be involved in a club that Kyle Richards can't be in felt pretty good. I know, an exclusive (laughs) club. Wow. (laughs) Do you have, um, like, a favorite person who comes into the clubhouse? Is there someone who you get really excited about? Um, I, so recently, and this is not, I guess, the most popular thing, I got excited for the Summer House people. That is a, I don't, I don't, I don't I had been watching it. Like, whenever we got the episodes, I was just so—it just pulled me in. So I really loved that. Would we call Summer House, like, the Hamptons Vanderpump in a way? Yes, if you're being um, generous. And they all That's live a new in, show, right? They all yeah. live in, this, okay. in a house. And it's, so they, the premise is that on the weekend, they go to Montauk. Mm-hmm. Then during the week, they come back to the city and live their lives. So the okay. whole core of the show was over the three to two to three days there in Montauk for okay. a weekend over the summer, I think from, like, 4th of July to Labor Day. Um, but the other—as I said, I— the last person I was very excited about is Yolanda. I love her. I truly love her. Her, my mother, Mariska Hargitay, and Chris Jenner. <laughs> Call it a day. That's just like your <laughs> that's stalwarts like, of yeah. Uh, that's it. Every I could be wrapped up. And that's your Mount coffin. Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that is everything to me. So seeing her, I think I even went up to her and was like, I. <laughs> I love you almost as much as I love my mother. And she gave me a hug. So I felt like this oh young God. woman is troubled. <laughs> I feel like Yolanda would just accept that. Just like, yes, you do. I it was, know. but I love her. And even before Gigi and Bella were a thing, I just some, I saw her on TV one day, and that's what pulled me into Beverly Hills, actually. Mm. You just saw this woman in all white, and just all glowing. white picking lemons. <laughs> and I was like, that is what I need. I have... One more really important question. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite tagline that you um of all the housewives? I think my favorite one now is Ramona's new one. Oh, it's very good. So I, it's like um 
I'm an acquired taste. And if you don't like me, acquire some taste. <laughs> that is like, oh, that's I incredible. Think that's, um, I think that has to be my favorite one. Yeah, it's really good. Because it's, it's just so, it's the perfect tagline for a divorced 50-something-year-old woman <laughs> yeah. who's living their life. And it's like, I'm a grown-ass woman, you know? Right. And, she and I is. know I have taste. And if you don't like it, guess what you're going to do? Acquire it, okay? <laughs> that's amazing. Sonia's is really good, too, where she's like, there's nothing great about, about my garden. garden. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> you're talking about pure. <laughs> like you, and happily so. Yeah. Turning and smiling, talking about your pubic hair. Wow. I mean, I guess it's like if you've had your vagina lasered yeah. on TV, you're pretty chill. You're good with that. Mm-hmm. You're you you both convinced me to watch Real Housewives of New York this season. You Did, need to really. Yeah. What I think you should Absolutely. do is start with uh, the Berkshires episode. I was gonna say I might yeah. just watch the whole last season. Yeah. I would say actually, um, start from the beginning. I'm trying to get my boyfriend into mm. watching Bravo shows with me. And I have been doing a greatest hits, okay. and it's working. <gasps> that is good. Do you have like a Google Doc you could share share over? I can <laughs> I can give you a, a hits list. You know what I just... tried to do? I was at home last week, and I was recovering from a wisdom tooth surgery. Um, and my mother was, you know, sitting with me. I was watching just a bunch of Housewives. We got to season four, of Beverly Hills, with Carlton. I love Carlton. My mom cannot stand her. I mean, she's off. She she's crazy. Ha- she, I, I think I wrote down everything she said. She said she's a killjoy, a ratings killer, <laughs> satanic. Um, um, Carlton um, is an outspoken witch. Yeah. When my mom saw <laughs> her getting a Wiccan tattoo, she almost, I think, <laughs> put in my papers for me at work. It's like, I'm like, mom. You're not allowed to work in, <laughs> in proximity to yeah. this woman. I was like, she, and she goes, tell me she didn't last more than one season. I'm like, she did not. Yeah. There was one really great uh, arc that was all about one of the characters mm. thinking that Carlton had put a spell on her husband. Oh, my and God. And watching two grown women sit down Talk for a dinner and having one— whose name is Hoise, <laughs> Joyce, uh, say, what I need you to tell me is if you have been doing any spells. And then the other one reacting like that was the biggest affront that she could be doing a, a witch. dark music, dark magic. Dark magic. When oh, she is, my. She's done dark magic, but now she does She's like, I used magic. to dabble in the dark. <laughs> Don't don't ever. But also, when Kyle is showing Joyce the photos of her computer with Kyle the words on that, it, uh, Carl, Kyle thinks that Carlton cursed her computer. Cursed her computer. <laughs> Dude, but Real Housewives of New York does not have any witches. No witches. No, no. witches. So uh, no dark magic. No, no dark magic. No dark but if okay. you started with like some scary island, um, I think you you would, <laughs> you, would you would probably have some questions okay. and wonder if we lied. Okay. Mariah, we knew you were going to be a great guest. Oh, no. We bragged to our producers that you were going to be a great guest, <laughs> and you delivered. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you for having me. Okay, Bobby, I designed a game for you. Okay. As a Real Housewives novice who doesn't know a lot, um, you do know that the taglines are very important. The They're the intro to the season. It's uh, how the ladies introduce themselves, and it is an important element of the show. Right. So. Very familiar with the whole concept of the taglines. Yes. yes. Um, I'm going to read some, and I want you to guess who said it. Some are easy. Some are hard. Some are hard. Some maybe were even referenced when talking to Mariah. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like I know one of them. Okay. Yeah. 
and it's probably the first one. Okay. Um, all right. So it's, I'm passionate about dogs, just not crazy about bitches. <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. Got also, it. I probably would have guessed that because I know, if I know one thing about Lisa Vanderpump, it's that she loves her little doggies. I tried um, to put some like defining, like the taglines that kind of mention a defining feature. Okay. Okay. Get the Pinot ready because it's turtle time. Turtle time? Turtle time. Get the Pinot ready because it's turtle time. It's the New York housewife. Is it Bethany? It is not. No. It is Ramona. It's Ramona. Okay. Turtle time is uh, her trademark. It's um, It just means she's ready to party. <laughs> and she also <laughs> loves Pinot Grigio. Um, she Turtle. has her she has her own Pinot line, Ramona Pinot. Oh right, because Bethany is skinny girl. Okay, yes. yeah. Um, what is does Turtle Time mean anything, or is it just are we just supposed to? Uh, it means take something. That it's party. Basically, time? they go on a trip to the Caribbean at one point, and they go to one of Ramona's favorite bars in that area, which uh-huh. is called the Turtle Something. Okay, and that's and where so, she. Yeah, she. Crazy. Yeah, she's always like, "It's Turtle Time," and that I means see. that she's gonna dance and drink and. Live her best life. While out, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I'm the OG of the OC. Everyone else is just a copy. Is that um, uh, Ramona Singer? No, the last one was Ramona Wait, no, Singer. Uh, no, uh, 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 no, that, why did I? God damn it. Um, I can't think of anyone's Vicky Gunvalson. Yes. Vicky Gunvalson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. She's, I was trying to think of OC. Okay, yeah. She's the only, she's the only remaining cast member from yeah. the very first season of any of the housewives okay i may be two people but i'm not two-faced i may be two people but i'm not this is a beverly hills housewife i i, I is it is it is it kyle no it is erica girardi uh, oh, also have... known as erica jane i never oh erica jane okay yeah, i know erica had jane. several yeah, yeah. uh dance hits on yeah, uh the billboard dance charts i should have forgotten i mean i shouldn't have forgotten that <laughs> i should have okay. forgotten Okay, this is going to be a multiple choice. Okay. Who, which housewife said this? Mm-hmm. I have a taste for luxury, and luxury has a taste for me. A, Brandy Glanville of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> B, Sonia Morgan of Real Housewives of New York. C, Luann Deliceps of Real Housewives of New York. Or D, Caroline Manzo of Real Housewives of New Jersey. I, I, think, it's, I think it's Caroline. Was it Luann? Who was it? It was Sonia. It was fucking Sonia. Who else I'm... has a taste for luxury and luxury has a taste for her? <sighs> Caroline Manzo is, is, hers are always just like, don't ever come between me and my family because <laughs> blood is thicker than water. Like her, her shit is always like she is about her family. I just, I, 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 I associate the, the New Jersey housewives with like being obsessed with luxury, but it's actually like really trashy and they yeah, can't actually afford gaudy. the luxury. Yeah, they do go to jail for yeah. it sometimes. Um, but that's okay. Um, so, which one season housewife, which means she only did one season, was not invited back, said this. In my world, money doesn't talk. It swears. Was it A, Cindy Barship of New York? B, Claudia Jordan of Atlanta? C, Lizzie uh, Rovsek of OC? Or D, Carlton Jebbia of Beverly Hills? Gebbia, I think it's, it's Carlton Gebbia. I have no idea, so I'm going to say Carlton Gebbia. Yes! <laughs> All right. She's the witch. Yes, she's, she's the, the witch. witch, yeah. Oh, great. Um, She also loves swearing. Oh, she's, that's great. She's British. That's why I did it like that. 
Um, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. You took a stab in the dark. I did okay. And you did it. Yeah. I did better than I thought I would do. I think you did a really good job. Thank you. Um, for someone who does not know it at all, yeah. I'm really proud of you. Thank you guys so much for um, tuning into our Bravo episode, which I'm sure some people enjoyed. Yeah. I hope. I feel like there's a a pretty decent-sized overlap between listeners of this podcast and fans of Bravo shows. Um, I certainly enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I did too. Even um, as someone who doesn't watch a lot of Bravo shows, I had a great time. Oh, I'm so glad. And I would say bravo, actually, to our guest, Mariah Smith. Yes, thank you time. so much to Mariah. <laughs> Our show is produced by Levi Sharp with editorial oversight by Kate Drees. Montana Mafidi is executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. And this episode was mixed by Brad Fisher. Want to send us a tip or let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Hold up. 